0: favorite day of the week. I'm Anthony Irwin. I'm joined, as always, by Aaron Larsoul. We are both slightly under the weather, but sipping cocktails nonetheless. What do you have in front of you today? Uh, you know,
1: I was making um, some old fashions last mm. night. Um, so I have a little bullet um, bullet rye. Uh, drank a lot of Hennessy last night. Well, and this morning, <laughs> to be fair. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I, I for whatever reason something with an ice you can't drink Hennessy with ice, so uh, mm-hmm. something with ice sounded right. So we a went more a, refreshing. Little, a little, yeah, a little bullet rye.
0: At 10 yeah, I am, I am, I am i am I'm I'm testing my luck here. I'm just now getting over the stomach thing. My throat is a little sore, so I just threw a splash of of Maker's Mark, and mm, we're mm-hmm. gonna see how this thing goes. So first sip. You know, have. can
1: we can we be honest with the people that um. You you texted me, like, I'm ready to go, but I don't think I'm going to have a cocktail because, you know, we're, you're not feeling great. You're getting over a little, you know, a little something. Mm-hmm. And I basically bullied you into. Uh...
0: <laughs> no, you took <laughs> a sip and I was like, God, that does sound good. Yeah. and it, Oh, and it is. <laughs>
1: uh, you're, like, I, you're like, I didn't get a lot of sleep and I think I'm getting over some kind of illness, so I'm not going to have one. Yeah. And I immediately came on here and said, I literally haven't slept yet yeah and i'm getting over an illness (laughs) and that is precisely why i'm going to have one
0: you know what man nobody said we had to be you know good uh have have positive impacts on on our on our habits like we're just we're just sitting here talking basketball like that's right that's that's how this is going to go down um no i so i'm getting over the stomach bug and and i think one of the toughest parts of stomach bugs is like the day after you are a hundred percent but you're questioning every single thing that you're doing. Cause you don't oh, yeah. want to feel like you did back yeah. 24 oh, hours wait, earlier. Is that? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like he, yeah. do are, is toast is toast too spicy. <laughs> like do I, <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I'm in that stage and, and I have gone straight from is toast too spicy to straight makers, Mark. <laughs> yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> I mean, Hi. I still uh, – yeah, you maybe can hear it in my voice. I still have a little, like, a remnant of uh, of of a cold, it seems like. Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, much like LeBron James, taken, like, nine
0: COVID tests <laughs> recently <laughs> to just <laughs> make sure it's just a cold. These COVID – like, I – I, I, and at the, at the doctor's office, they ran like the real deal and they, they went way Mm -hmm. up there with Mm -hmm. the the swab and all in your brain. Yeah. If he did that nine times in the last like 24, 48 hours, like I don't, I, I can see why he was smelling something fishy. Like I could see why he he was probably smelling smelling the actual ocean. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I had a,
1: a, a handful of those. I don't think that's the one that, that he's been getting, but, uh, i've had a handful of those um i had uh over the last like mm, nine months or so i had uh three surgeries on my hand and every Mm -hmm. time uh so from like september i think no the first one was in last october and then uh october 2020 and then march 2021 i had three uh hand surgeries and so every time before surgery i had to go in and get it and i was like you know what I think surgery is better than this. I think I'd rather have the surgery than you sticking this swab inside yeah. my brain. And... Can you
0: put me under for the swab? Exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So we have a ton to get to today. Literally right before we started recording, uh, the Portland Trailblazers terminated Neil mm-hmm. Um They terminated his contract. They did not terminate the actual <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you
1: see? Uh, sorry to interrupt <laughs> but it just made me did you see uh have you seen the stuff on 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 twitter you're on twitter more than i am but have you seen the stuff on twitter with the uh with all those like very very uh uh like human robots that are oh and they're like yeah, able I, I to saw, reproduce like, now somehow on their own i don't know why we're doing this did nobody has nobody seen i reminded us because you said terminator has nobody seen terminator <laughs> 2 <They're just>, like, <laughs> this is not a good idea every time they we, win like,
0: it, like all these scientists, like they, there should be somebody in the back of the room. There should be an idiot in the back of the room with all of these super genius scientists saying like, guys, I saw Terminator the other day. This <laughs> is not, not the this. move.
1: I've seen this movie. It doesn't end well. They <laughs> like, need, a, they need Jurassic Park. What's the Dr. Mal- Malcolm, whatever. In yeah. Jurassic Park. It was like, right. Everybody was trying too busy figuring out if they could. No one asked if they
0: should. Right we We need. There, there needs to be some kind of just layman back there who who can sit there and say, you know what, guys, I've seen Terminator, I've seen I have seen iRobot, I have seen like any number of these. That's what it these...
1: looked like too. The ones yesterday, I was like, yeah. that is exactly what they iRobot is exactly what they. Will look Smith,
0: like, like his yeah. left arm just shot up in the air. Like <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I don't know if we need any more Will Smith content,
0: but <laughs> dude, stop it. Will and Jada, just shut up. I don't need to hear more about your, your private lives. I, this is the, I, I can't do it anymore. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was an important, uh, little there, you, I'm like, every time they talk, it's, it's, it, I swear they have a Rolodex of things that they're just like trying out madly. Every time it's like, oh, yeah. Like, uh, oh, you want us to look up to you for this? Uh, like, oh. this is um, no, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, So, uh, speaking of O and swabs and all of that stuff, uh, LeBron is back from COVID protocol, health and safety protocols, only two days after uh, entering said protocols. So, we're going to discuss that and uh, some potential league-wide ramifications of that. I also want to pick your brain a little bit, and it might just turn into an experiment in how great Hennessy tastes, but... There's been some interesting <laughs> stuff here with Frank and DeAndre Jordan. And um, I want to I wanna pick your brain a little bit about that. And then uh, before story time, last thing before story time, uh, the Warriors and Suns are playing tonight. The Lakers, have, or the, the Lakers and Clippers uh, were supposed to be on ESPN. That is no longer on ESPN. Instead, Warriors-Suns, which was an incredible game the last time that they played uh, last week, uh, that's now going to be on ESPN. It is the objectively correct basketball call. And yet I kind of wonder if some people at ESPN are kicking themselves because now LeBron James is going to be playing against the Clippers. So here we are about that. And then uh, it, some of you will know this, but Aaron had a little bit of time with the Trailblazers that overlapped with Neil O'Shea. So we're going to get some story time uh, looking back on that experience as well. A ton to get to here let's start with Neil O'Shea and I'm just going to read really quickly the uh, statement from the Trailblazers quote the Portland Trailblazers are committed to being are committed to building an organization that positively impacts our colleagues communities and the world in which we live and play following the conclusion of the independent review of concerns and complaints around our workplace environment at the practice facility the Portland Trailblazers organization has decided to terminate General Manager and President of Basketball Operations, Neil O'Shea, effective immediately due to violations of the Portland Trailblazers Code of Conduct. Out of respect for those who candidly participated in that privileged investigation, we will not release or discuss it. We are confident that these changes will help build a more positive and respectful working environment. Joe Cronin has been promoted to interim GM while the organization's leadership conducts a search for a permanent replacement. Um, The first thing that stands out to me is that they will not release the findings of the investigation. And as we found out from everything that's going on with the, with the Phoenix suns, if you have a bad apple at the top of the food chain there, that shit tends to roll downhill. That Mm -hmm. conduct tends to be infectious and it tends to be the kind of culture that people kind of buy into because, Hey, if he's doing it up there, then why can't we do it at lower levels as well? Sometimes, as, as we saw with Sarver, as a means of endearing oneself to the head honcho. And I, I, I understand that there are people on the record here uh, who participated in that investigation who might not want to be on, on the record, but I think we need a little bit more information on what else they found, because I find it incredibly unlikely that it was just Neil O'Shea participating in that kind of behavior.
1: Yeah, I mean that's uh, that is fair, and I think well, maybe not at this point, but I, I think if we if there was an NBA investigation, um, I think we would have gotten that. But this was a Blazer investigation. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're hired this law firm to kind of uh, self scout, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess they don't have to um, release the findings i mean all, all of this is kind of also complicated by um the fact that you know ownership has changed kind of uh mm-hmm. since then and there's some questions about about that but i mean you're you are probably right i don't know i know a few people that are still there but i don't know a lot of them but you're probably right these these things tend to be endemic when it is somebody that high up whether it was uh you know, the Bobby Sars stuff, Sars, Sars, the Bobby Sarves
0: yeah. stuff, um, you Sars know, stuff. not but, that far off, far off either. No, though. Thank no. you for
1: being honest. <laughs> right. And we started this show talking <laughs> about both of us are sick. So, um, uh, <laughs> Freudian slip perhaps. Um, and also the stuff with the Mavs, um, you know, when it is somebody, when it's, when it's, when it's presidents of basketball operations, when it's owners, when it's GMs, um, if there is a a just bad culture set by those people, it does tend to have kind of wide ranging. It, the, the reach is pretty far and it does. It usually does tend to include other people. However, yeah. I don't know that that's the case in this case. Wow, that was, that was well said, Aaron. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's the case in this case because, and this is like part of story time that I'll get to later. Neil Olshay was, in all of my time around the league was the person that was the least collaborative. Mm.
0: Um, oh, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. So he, yeah, I mean, this is, this was kind of, this was going to be for story time and I'll, I'll get to it later. But when he, when he got there, he came from the Clippers. He mm-hmm. was like an actor and an agent. I think before that he was definitely an actor. And I, I think he was a player agent and then um, was the Clippers GM for a while before he came to the Blazers and when he got to the Blazers, we were all shocked because it was a very collaborative environment um before that. Mm-hmm. And so when he got there, he just took over everything. And he was the only person that could make phone calls, was the only person that could receive phone calls. Um wasn't really all that interested in anybody else's opinion. I can't it can't felt it like didn't work out one man band. Um and i think part of it i think a lot of it is that's his personality but to be fair um before before uh balmer took over like the the uh, the clips who we'll talk about later the clips were kind of like a skeleton crew and were not mm-hmm. putting any money into anything so there was basically nobody in the front office with neil olshay so part of it may have been that's just what he was used to mm-hmm. but it rubbed a ton of people the wrong way And in this case, if that has and from what I've heard, he's still mostly operated that way, even Mm -hmm. currently. And so if that's the case, maybe it's a little bit less likely that this had the reach that most of these other things do because he kind of was just a one man operation, at least in my time there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that that would make sense. It's a it's a it's a good working theory with more information than I have in front of me. I just, you know, generally speaking, if if a culture is set at the top of a food chain, then usually yes. it, it continues. Um He's I, also just a really bad dude. He's yeah, a bad like that's human the other thing. And he's also bad at his job. That's the part of this that like Both of we've those lost.
1: Things. Like I don't he has had the secret sauce of something to stay around as long as he has. Mm-hmm. He should have been fired a long time ago just off of merit, not even the fact that he's a bad human and has set this culture that is obviously awful. That Mm -hmm. to be fair, everybody knew about anyway, he could have, he should have like, there was reason to fire him two, three, four years ago, just because he's not a good GM.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, you and I were laughing before we went live here. Right. We were like, yeah, this guy sucks. And you and I both said at the same time, different reasons why he sucks. And they're both absolutely correct. He sucks at his job. And then it appears that he sucks as a as a dude, and and you know we'll get to both of those things. I just think like I think this is a good thing for the NBA. Like a one of the NBA's most identifiable players, one of the NBA's most exciting players has been stuck on this treadmill of of mediocrity for four years too long, probably I would say, and and finally it seems that they have now an out they finally have an out when it comes to fixing the things that have kept dame on that treadmill and i don't know if it was i you know in in conversations i've had on the air with sean hyken about this i believe a a few weeks ago on the ai show he came on and said he's never all is never trading cj because that's his big win if he trades cj then that's the guy that he that's the diamond in the rough that he found that's the the name at the top of his resume, and he wasn't necessarily responsible. By the way, Olshay wasn't for finding Dame. All of the scouting okay. had been done, and then <laughs> <It's> okay.
1: <laughs> and now, now I'm doing story
0: time. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then and then Olshay comes rooting. in and makes yep. the pick. So go ahead. I it-
1: okay. So this is story time.
0: All right, go for it.
1: He has claimed for a long time uh, his Dame as a win. Right? That was his. That he uh-huh. picked it. Um, and I, was it the last home game, the last Lakers home game? I think it was before the, uh, before the road trip, Uh, when was the last, whatever the last Lakers home game was, I saw, uh, Chris Haynes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, it was Sunday, I think I want to say it was last. Yeah, it was Sunday. Um, because it was, it was, uh, the Warriors and Clippers had played at 1230 and then the Lakers played. So Chris was in town for that and, uh, for both games Mm -hmm. and I saw him and I went up to him and I thanked him. Um, because he had come out and said, like, as part of his, it, Chris is no fan of Neil's, um, had said basically like Dame is not, was not Neil's pick. Yeah. And so I thanked him for that because I had, have been frustrated for years that Neil has been taking credit for Dame.
0: Uh uh-huh. Um, are we about chat- to find out that you found, um, Dame, you, you? Um, I was a, I was, mm, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. No, oh, I, mean, yeah. I, no I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no, I wouldn't say I found him, no, I but, know. um, I did scout him. And the reason I scouted him was because Chad Buchanan, who is the, uh, he's currently the, the GM in Indiana was the interim GM, uh, twice for the Blazers, who is a great dude, good at his job. He, a, uh, got the pick that turned into Dame, Mm-hmm. traded uh uh traded gerald wallace to brooklyn for the pick that ended up becoming dame mm-hmm.
0: and one of the all-time worst trades in uh, it's not in not history. great
1: for brooklyn and brooklyn's got <laughs> brooklyn's got a ton of them brooklyn's got some <laughs> brooklyn's got some not great ones on the ledger <laughs> uh and
0: what, was, it, was it the explanation for that trade something along the lines of like oh we think it's a three-player draft so go ahead and take this top four pick
1: <laughs> mm-hmm yes uh and so the blazers used uh i think it was the sixth pick for uh dame and the 11th pick on myers leonard so we won which was which was the <laughs> which was quote unquote our I'm doing air quotes for people that can't see mm-hmm. our pick uh took myers leonard one of them was a little better than the other um <laughs> but it was chad got the pick that became dame and was the reason sent me to go scout dame i mean he was also kind of just doing me a favor because they were dame was playing cal and he just was like you want to go home then yeah you're, go watch. you're an
0: oakland guy so yeah you want to go home and watch both uh, of you guys are oakland guys
1: so uh and dame didn't play well at all um but and then he had an incredible workout it was i mean it was one of the two maybe the best workout i've ever seen really um who's the other one you know you know who was really good? Uh, Is it uh, Martel Martel Webster was really good. Soon
0: Yue. Was it uh E. G on Leon? Were you there for that one? <laughs> 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 no, I was I was not. Uh Martel Webster was actually No, that really dude was really a good. baller. I he still stand fan. by I still stand by liking that guy's game.
1: Uh Darren Williams was also pretty incredible. Um I think the worst, I think Jello was the worst one I've ever seen. But that's neither here nor there when he worked out for the Lakers. That's neither here nor there. The dude was, like, looking. He wasn't look, an NBA player. He dude. just he was looking me in my eye, and he was, like, <laughs> doughier than me. And I was, I just, I was, what are we doing here? I uh, mean, anyway. to be fair
0: to Jello. Jared Dudley was in the Lakers organization. So, like. Yeah, Jared Dudley's also 6'8". Yeah, it's true. <laughs>
1: uh-huh. I like so, Dudley.
0: This is the second time I've dunked on Dudley, in like the last yeah, week no, or so. That's my guy. I yeah, like I Dudley.
1: Can't. I will not. I this this. I will not stand for this. Uh, no, that's you my shouldn't. Dar- so, Jared uh, shouldn't stand for
0: this either. Next time you see me, Jared, slap me upside the head. I deserve it.
1: So, I so by the time Neil got there, and we everybody in the organization was very disappointed that Chad didn't get the full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were already kind of frustrated when Neil came in. Then he came in, and as I alluded to earlier, was just like completely uh like just one man band, wouldn't listen to anybody, wouldn't take you know, wouldn't take any input from anybody. Literally n- nobody else could make or receive a call from from or to another team. Um but we had already settled on Dame. Mm-hmm. Dame was the pick. It was go it was always going to be Dame if he was available. Neil like hadn't really done any work to scout him or anything like that, um, so I was thrilled when Chris publicly was like, "That's Dame was a Chad Buchanan pick. That's not a Neil Olshay pick. So we no. don't need him getting any credit for that."
0: Dame Dame was an Aaron Larsoul pick. Like you Dame.
1: know, uh, <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs>
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah, I'm just he, I, goes I'm, my, he goes on my resume. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I launched the the higher grant hashtag back in the day, and Grant now works at ESPN. I'm I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna launch a Aaron drafted Dame hashtag. Okay, and, and you're gonna be um, working on the jump.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's my uh, that's goal. Yeah. All right. Um, that <laughs> might be a little stretch, but. Uh, <laughs> he was he was i liked what i saw he was terrible in the game i i scouted him but i liked what i saw and he was obvious he looked like in the workout he looked like derrick rose with the jump shot <sighs> like pre-acl derrick rose
0: yeah well i mean it, that was the other which thing i was kind of ask, what like is, regarding kind of what he is actually yeah well he's not i mean i don't, I don't know if he's as he's not that bouncy but, you know right. but 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 i got he he's a better modern player than even you know Derrick Rose at his peak, but like I did you know like with Dame when you guys were scouting him um, and you personally was was scouting him and you personally made the call hey we should drop <laughs> call it into the league Aaron did, says drop Dame did yeah. did you did you think like the league was going to be heading in a direction one day where his game would really lend itself to the evolution of the game like did. Did you take that into account or did that front office take that into account with Dame or was that kind of, uh, you know, a, 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 a circumstantial thing that the two things took place side by side?
1: Uh, I think more of the latter. Um, yeah, yeah more of the latter. I mean,
0: cause now we're seeing it come the other like, way Like
1: <laughs> Steph, Steph was, Steph had turned into a good player by then, but Steph wasn't like Steph. the revolution. The revolution hadn't started yet by the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, Steph had a good first couple of years, one of which was derailed by, you know, the ankle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, So you could see like something coming, but not like, not the revolution hadn't started yet really. Yeah. So it was just, um, he, he felt like a prototypical point guard. Um, he, I mean, he literally felt like Derek Rose. He looked like Derek Rose with a jumper. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. So, no, I don't look any any scout that tells you or anybody that tells you, you know. It doesn't like if they saw this coming with anybody, they're lying to you, right? Like, yeah. Did I like think Dame was going to be good? Yes. Did I think Dame was going to be this? Like, no. Right. Yeah. I was there and drafted uh, Greg Oden. Did I think I thought Kevin Durant had a very good chance of being a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to be a multiple-time All-Star possible Hall of Famer. Did I see this? No. And, like, anybody that sees any greatness, like Dame or, like, Steph or, like, KD, like, no. You can't predict this.
0: Um, yeah. You yeah, do the I, best you can. It, it's, it's always so interesting to me because, like, not only when you're scouting, are you scouting, are you scouting that player, but I think to a certain extent also, like, you... You're trying to figure out where that player fits in the league absolutely. and how that player you know how the league where the league might be heading and if that player fits into where the league might be heading and all of these things so and and given how much the league has evolved in you know during dame's career right and now we're seeing it kind of devolve right and by with, the way
1: and by the way partially because of him
0: yeah right absolutely and so like you know watching watching all of this take place you know, you, you're already scouting one moving target, but you're trying to land that moving target on another moving platform. You know, it's, uh, yes. it's, and, and, which is and,
1: why, like, there's, like, the great question. And it's, I think it started uh, in the, in the Aiden and Luca draft, right? With, like, do we bother, spe- like, centers are kind of going away. Do we bother? Do we, like, do we really want a center, traditional center Aiden mm-hmm. with the first pick? You know, with the Warriors uh, last year. Are you sure you want Wiseman with? The, and I, you know, I've said here in other places, I am a true believer with Wiseman. But like, is yeah. there, is there enough value in a person that big mm-hmm. uh, to take the second to use the second pick on? Right? I mean, like Evan Mobley is a, is a monster, and obviously looks like he's going to be great.
0: But yeah, I think it's more. Like, but he's more of the AD mold than the than sure. the Dwight Aiton mold.
1: Sure. That's that is that is very fair. Um, but I, I guess my point is you're I think it's easier to kind of look where the league is growing in a macro sense, like what things are valued more as opposed to does this player have that like specific skill set? And and in those days, I mean, it's still it is still generally a pick and roll league. Um, mm-hmm. And it was it's less so than it was then. But um Dame was a monster in the pick and roll that was yep. kind of so that has continued um and the shooting was like in those days it was still seen as like the side benefit as opposed to the main thing the that same. you had to have yeah the thing yeah mm-hmm.
0: it's interesting it's 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 all very interesting and and you know I, before before we move off of this here with where you know Dame's career might come full circle here right where either he finally gets help or he finally get sent off to a place where he can help. Right. And the final, I think the finally gets help ship has sailed. You think so? Yeah. I don't the, like,
1: I don't, I don't know what, you know, people, we, we it's a, this is a Lakers feed. So people have been largely talking about the Lakers trade deadline, mm-hmm. right. And this is not the team. And I, I agree with that, right. The Lakers are probably going to make some moves, but there's not a lot of ammunition left. Um, and so I uh I wonder with the Blazers like I don't I don't know what bullets they have left to go to to get Dame some help. Can you trade CJ? Yes, but are you going to get anything for CJ that's going to like move the needle that much? I don't know that you're getting Ben Simmons for CJ. Maybe, but does that like does that make the Blazers as good as the Warriors and the Suns and theoretically the Lakers, et cetera. I, I think the, I just, I don't know what ammunition the Blazers have left to do anything to get help. They don't have any cap space. They're not getting free agents anyway. And there's not a lot of, uh are not a lot of bullets left to fire to in trade to go get somebody that matters.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's so tough with guys with there being such a big gap in what guys are making. Like if CJ was making, 20 mil a year instead of the 31 basically that he's making this year you know then you'd say all right yeah like that guy you could piece together enough contracts to to you know maybe um expand the amount of help that 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 comes there get a different kind of role guy whatever 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 the 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 fit that you prefer um but when you're making 31 mil you're talking about three different 10 million dollar contracts that have to go out, and and then and then at that point those are usually three very useful players and is cj mccollum worth three very useful players or if you're the blazers do you take two pretty useful players and one like bad contract and and now one of the assets that is going out is actually you taking in the bad contract i don't know how this is going to go down but one thing i do know like if i was if i was a blazers fan waking up today to neil o'shea still being the gm i am still way more excited right now than i was when i first woke up right because absolutely because this guy we know that he wasn't going to do anything that's why i laughed out loud when chris Mannix said hey one name to keep an eye on here is danny ainge dude that's the (laughs) of course of course Mannix. yeah i know know. and 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 you know it's it's like they're the spider-man meme you know, with, 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 yes. with the way that they, they choose to run these teams they' they're, they refuse to make, you know, pull the trigger on that big deal. And whoever steps into those shoes next has to be willing to pull that trigger. Even if by the way, it's a swing and a mess, like even like, let's say, let's say they, yeah. they do try to, to trade CJ for some pieces and, and they wind up not being as good a team as they were with CJ on it. All right, cool. That mm. means you're one step closer to the rebuild you were heading for anyway. You know, and at least you gave it a shot at something that might work. Because we know that the Dame CJ combination yes. isn't going to work. Well, it, it's more
1: than it's like it's Dame, it's CJ, it Norm Nurkic. Like right. <laughs> okay, like Trent for Norm Powell. Okay, fine. But like we've seen this movie before. Yeah. Three, four years. It doesn't work. Yeah. Like I don't. Right. Like, okay. Right. You get Al Farouk Amino out and bring in Robert Coving. Like, okay. the Like little stuff around the margins. And I, uh, you know, I, like Larry Nance jr. I like for them, but like the little stuff around the margins is not getting you anywhere close to where you want to go. I think part of the problem is that they got, the Blazers got to the West finals in 18 or 19, yeah. uh, and got apps. I mean, Three because, because they, they, uh, got some luck much like uh much like the Suns mm-hmm. last year they got some injury luck and some happenstance etc that got them to the Western Conference Finals and they got absolutely boat raced by right. the Warriors just smoked mm-hmm. and
0: one of the most one-sided look, Western Conference Finals ever ever
1: yeah ever um you know what's funny i think they got swept i think the Blazers led by double digits in the first half of every game in that series and like, none of them were no. competitive <laughs> after that. I did watch Myers Leonard have, I, I want to say, 25 in the first mm-hmm. half uh, in the Moda Center in game four, I think it was. Anyway, um, so, like, if you're going to squint really hard, you can say, oh, like, maybe there's a path here because we got to the Western Conference Finals. But if you were going to be honest about it, they weren't competitive with the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they ended in the final four, right. They weren't competitive with the best teams in the league. And so like, okay, right. We're going to, we're going to get rid of Terry Stotts and here comes Sean's, I mean, which is another whole thing that is, does not look great for, for Neil. But um, I think that kind of hampered them or hindered them in being able to just rip the bandaid off with this isn't working. Cause you can always say, look, we got to the West finals and that's tough to do, which it is. And they got there. All of that counts, but, like, to be honest, they were not competitive with the best teams
0: in the league ever with this core. Yeah. I'm just really excited that that there appears to be a light at the end of the tum- tunnel here for Dame. Like, I whether it's, again, whether it's them striking gold or them striking out or him striking out, him saying, like, you know what, guys, I gave this a shot. Uh, I'll give it a full year here with Chauncey. We'll see who you guys bring in. Um, And then depending on how the rest of the season goes and the direction that the new GM wants to take everything, then we can, you know, part ways amicably. And, you know, it seems to me he has said all of the right things. I want to stay here long term. I don't want to do the super team thing, all that stuff. I don't believe any of it, but whatever. (laughs) 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 And then and then, you know, this way you can have those conversations behind the scenes as quietly as you can so that if a breaking up is in store, it doesn't reach Ben Simmons type spots, you know? And, 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 and I, this gives, there was never a chance. So long as O'Shea was there, that the parting was going to be quiet. There was, he was going to force Dame to come out and say, I want out. And that was the Mm -hmm. only way that you were going to get that kind of a change. And, and at least now Blazers fans don't have to live through that. I don't think quite yet.
1: I agree. Um, and that was like, Neil's ego is such that he was going to be unwilling to be the bad guy, right? Be unwilling to, to lose the press conference. He was not going to, even though he lost a lot of press conferences, he wanted, uh, he did, but he wanted Dame to be the bad guy, right? Like what do you want? He wants to be able to throw his hands up and say, well, I had to trade him, right? Like he wanted out. He said he wanted out. I had no choice. Right. Then he's got some, some rope, right? Like much like when the team wasn't any good. Um, in the playoffs, and he said, well, it's not the roster. <laughs> okay, Neil, it's the yeah. roster, right? <laughs> he wanted to do that. It's not my fault, yeah. right? Um, Neil, it's struggles. your fault. Hey, <laughs> not my fault. <laughs> Neil, it's your fault, right? Like, And the reason you're good to be like, okay, he gets credit for CJ, but the reason you're good to finish story time, the reason you're good to begin with is because of Chad Buchanan, yeah. not because of you. Chad Buchanan, God damn. Period. Do you
0: think Ch- do you think Chad is lighting up a, a blunt right now as we speak? No,
1: Chad's too nice of a guy. No.
0: Do, I did. Do you think he like like grinned a little bit. Joel
1: Prisbilla and I taught him how to shotgun a beer <laughs> in my back porch like off of my <laughs> off of my man cave balcony <laughs> at my house in in uh, Portland. <laughs> there, see there's that's more story time. <laughs> do, I also think I gave LaMarcus Aldridge his first drink do, in in that man cave. Do you think the uh the the the, the ludiac you know ludicrous had like a cognac which was awful it was awful i don't think it's i mean anymore. like
0: it was called ludiac well that's what we call um, it
1: i don't actually remember what i mean it's it wouldn't but, surprise
0: me if it was called ludiac
1: it was not called ludiac my mom actually got it she got bottle signed and met in a costco um <laughs> and bought us all ludiac so i had i had the ludiac i can't remember what it's called and it doesn't exist anymore um <laughs> And it was awful and i think that was Lamarcus's first drink and he didn't want to know part of it <laughs> look at this see now we've come full circle i this is full story time is it, we can change it to aaron's basement slash man cave in portland time. we should he taught uh chad buchanan to uh shotgun a beer and uh but chad's too nice of a guy chad is the best he's too nice he's not he's not celebrating any neil stuff now because he's too good he's no too good like grin no like like maybe a slight, scene. maybe like a text like, to
0: his life, like, huh? Hmm.
1: I mean, he's got he's got he's got his own stuff going on in Indiana because yeah, the yeah, Pacers have, aren't particularly good right yeah, now, have, so he's got his own stuff to worry about. But no, Indiana I don't I don't think no he is, and me. I would be surprised if uh if Chad was uh, was was lighting up a blunt for
0: anything. CJ for Miles and like like Ben Simmons, Miles Turner, CJ McCollum, like three way trade. Oh. What do we think? Uh, I, I'd I'd have to plug it in. I'd have to see if it actually works. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you are kind of the the master of the ridiculous trade machine <laughs> trades. Just throw it out there for pure chaos. You are kind of the
0: master. Honestly, you could just say I'm master of the ridiculous. Like I'm just a ridiculous person. Fair. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna plug this in really quick. So. so
1: I'm a cheerleader for foolishness. So I, I love it. <laughs>
0: uh indiana what is that one of the
1: batman you know Philly. the joker some some men just want to watch the world burn <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm a cheerleader for foolishness so
0: simmons goes to portland
1: uh, miles does miles doesn't make enough but
0: miles oh yeah he's i think miles makes like 18. yeah you'd have to be like miles and lavert which if it's miles and lavert
1: i'm not i'm not giving up miles and Levert for cj
0: what about for Wait, Simmons? What or less is Indi- what about for yeah, I was gonna say,
1: is Indiana getting Simmons? Okay, now we can. Yeah, now we so can if speak it's Sim- yeah,
0: so if it's yeah, so if it's
1: although there's there's real spacing problems. <laughs> look at where look at where the show is going. <laughs> there are real spacing problems. because they're gonna play Sabonis yeah. a ton. There are real sp- Sabonis does not like leaving the paint. There are real spacing problems yeah. with Sabonis and 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 Ben Simmons. There are spacing problems with Ben with Simmons Sabonis and Turner and turner is out there shooting shooting threes yeah. but they both kind of like to operate in the paint so there are real issues with with
0: simmons there might be space issues I like with it. simmons I'm a cheerleader and for seth curry like there might be there are
1: issues with simmons and Steph spacing curry. just period <laughs> i think they'd make that i've been
0: fun. watching a shit ton of uh, toy story with avery that's her favorite so she right. ben simmons is definitely woody and he and he hates space like buzz lightyear he is not a fan. Oh, He is not a fan. All right, let's go ahead and move on to uh, LeBron coming back from COVID as quickly as he did. And look, Harrison and I had a long conversation yesterday about what this means for the Lakers. You don't even have to dig that deep. It means that they're getting LeBron back. So that's great. Um, the, the thing that I'm kind of interested here is he came back two days after, yes, a false positive, but we have seen other false positives still. I think Bones Highland is sitting on a potential false positive he's been asymptomatic and he is still uh going to be out for another six days and i'm kind of wondering if other teams are looking at how this went down with lebron and they're saying wait has this been an option all along like could we could we have just tested him like crazy and gotten a player yes. back before 10 days because that's if i if i was running another team that would certainly be the first email i would send to adam silver
1: yeah i mean but yes is the answer to that um everybody knows what what the the protocols are um so as i understand it um tuesday okay so we got to go back a little bit here because um
0: it started on their
1: vaccinated players that are vaccinated as lebron is um are not tested like all that Mm -hmm. much um players that are unvaccinated are tested on any basically work day a work day is a game day practice, practice day, a travel film. day. Um, however, coming back from Thanksgiving, um, the NBA increased testing because obviously, you know, there's more likelihood yeah. of, of people um, catching stuff. We have family and friends and big gatherings, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, So it appears that LeBron had three tests um, in uh, in sacramento Mm -hmm. um before the game one was positive then there was a negative and then inconclusive there was maybe inconclusive Mm -hmm. maybe positive maybe inconclusive depending on who you believe so the lakers uh sent the private jet for lebron to come back to la tuesday afternoon tuesday afternoon and wednesday lebron took eight tests it sounds like all of which were negative Mm -hmm. um and that was enough for the NBA. You, you have to have two P negative PCR. If you're vaccinated, you have to either wait the 10 days and asymptomatic. You have to wait the 10 days. Um, or if you can have two PCR tests that are negative, 24 hours apart, then we can say this is a false positive. So that appears to that that is apparently what has happened. So the eight tests LeBron took Tuesday night afternoon night after coming back to LA. Um, and then Wednesday, you know, 24 hours later, were are all negative. The Lakers submitted that to the league and the league said, Okay, it must have been uh, not a it must it must have been a false positive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is available to to everybody else. And that also leads to the you were alluding to early the something's fishy here. Yeah. Um, LeBron knew that he it was a false positive. But you have to go through the protocols and you have to be able to prove that. And and um, now it's kind of for conspiracy theorists that like the, the only false positive that was actually a false positive happens to be LeBron. I understand that. Like the optics on that are yeah. like, of course it's LeBron kind mm-hmm. of. Um, but yeah, that is, it, the protocols are very clear and it is available to everybody else in the league. And I think it means something else. Other than just hey, LeBron's coming back for the Lakers. I think it also, I think the timing of it is kind of critical because um, of the, the uh, ESPN been...
0: game that might be back on, or the <laughs> indeed, the Lakers haven't been haven't been good. Uh-uh. But like one of the
1: reasons, perhaps it is possible the Lakers just aren't particularly good. That is possible. But one of the reasons you could say why the Lakers haven't been good is because lebron has missed half the games um you know kendrick Nunn has not been available Ariza has not been available tht was not available until somewhat recently um
0: and he was great and then he fell out he basically hasn't been available right
1: since. yeah he'd I mean, be like got hurt but it, it, it this is finally a chance for the lakers to say what do we actually have mm-hmm. here right like and before you can – we talked about the trade deadline earlier. Before you can actually, like, do anything, you have to see what you actually yeah. have. And this is a chance, as we'll get to in a little bit, about um, – uh, DeAndre and Dwight. You know, maybe, maybe Frank, like, kind of figuring some things out that he wants to do. Combined with a more full roster, the timing of this, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, this is probably the chance – to maybe go on a little win streak, but actually see what you have build some momentum and some cohesion finally. Yeah. So I, I think that is, that's meaningful too. And start
0: getting some sample sizes, like whether it's cohesion, whether it's, whether it's rhythm, whether it's all those things, or you find out you don't have those things so that it's impossible to get rhythm with LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis on the court at the same time. Like maybe it's just tough. Maybe, maybe you can't do it. And I mean, that is like, that is possible, but
1: this feels like the first chance to actually figure right. that yeah, out. Yeah,
0: exactly. That like they can, they can finally start, you know, assembling some working theories with decent data samples to be able to figure right. out like, all right, this is the decision that we have to make now, or this is the direction that we have to go in, in February, whatever, however that plays out. Um, I, I agree. Like, yeah, it's, it's, I oversimplified it by saying like, yes, the Lakers get LeBron back and that means that they're a better team. Um, but I mean, you're, you're right, but yeah, like maybe more importantly, they get to find out actually what kind of team they actually are. Um, one other thing that's really going to help with that is DeAndre Jordan apparently is out of the rotation and. Um, this is, this was wild to me because usually when I say stuff like this, Harrison usually kind of, he's kind of Spockish and he loves semantics debates and stuff. And, and usually when I say something along the lines of DeAndre Jordan is the worst player in the NBA, Harrison will usually go like, Oh, come on. He's not. And then he'll try to find a worse player, but no, Harrison just agreed right along with me. And, and, um, that was wild to me. Like, I, 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 I didn't know what to do with my hands. I just. I just tried to maintain the conversation because I didn't know what to do, and and it would seem that Frank would agree, uh, based off of the back and f- wait a second, back and <laughs> wait a second, back and forth. <laughs> okay, maybe not. Agree. It seems Frank would agree. <laughs> wait a second. Wait I wanted a, to see how was far like I like push little, it before somebody there would was push a back. Little, <laughs> There was a little leap there that you just made. So. So this starts, well, it starts, frankly, with DeAndre Jordan not being good for the last three years, and then the Lakers signing him anyway, and him starting on a title contending team after last year, not playing at all in the postseason for a title contending team. Uh, He has not been, he'll have flashes, and he'll do some stuff that, you know, if you're only paying attention to him when he has the basketball, uh, he can look really good because he's often dunking when he has the basketball. Um, but if you're watching him at any other time, uh, there are there are some issues there. And, and I think one of the more telling quotes that have come out over the last you know 48 hours or so, 72 hours, was from Frank when he said, "Dwight knows how we play. Dwight, Dwight yes. played how we play. Dwight played Lakers yeah. basketball, and you know that's basically you know." you, you have siblings. I do. Yeah. Um, I have a brother and a sister. Yeah. Were you like the good one?
1: No, okay. oh. <laughs> <So, well, 'cause- laughs> no, not, not particularly, No, not. Particularly, All right, no. Um, I was the first, I was the first one. <laughs>
0: All right, so you and I, you and I are going to relate to this, to this analogy really well then, because anytime like Andrew got really good grades and, um, I think his senior year, he pulled a 4.0 and, okay. and it, my parents were like, Oh, andrew pulled a 4.0 and then you get like the sideways look you know because i think my gpa andrew
1: got a 4.0
0: yeah right my gpa my senior year was something like 3.2 or something like that and you know it's not it's it's not terrible but i wasn't very respectable part of my senior year was spent going out to lunch with jen when i had english class that i should have been in yeah um and so so you know when when frank goes out there and says yeah uh, Dwight was playing the way that we like to play. And you could just dot, <laughs> dot, dot. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> like, It was like, I could, I actually like kind of shut it a little bit. Cause like, Oh man, I know that sub tweet. I know, I know the subtext there. Yeah. And, yeah. and yep. then, so you get that. And then on top of all of that, Frank, who never gives away the starters ever, never, ever, right. ever gives away the starters until like they are announced by Lawrence Tanner. Um,
1: yeah, so ninety, 90 minutes uh, before tip off, which is when he is mandated yeah. by the NBA to do and so, even then, yeah, I think it's, it's would, like a running joke among the guys. Yeah, yeah,
0: even then, he would probably take a fine if it was up to him. <laughs> 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 so, if he had a contract that extended beyond next season, he would probably take the fine. And so, Tennessee
1: is delicious. <laughs> and so, so, uh. Can I just say like for every, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to say Hennessy is delicious. Let's just, let's just say that for the this it's entire, just, this entire portion yeah. of the hook. Hennessy is delicious. So, okay.
0: So Frank on top of everything else says without being asked about it. Yeah. Dwight's starting for us tomorrow against the Clippers. Yes. And yes. again, the subtext there is after saying that uh, Dwight is starting and we are only going to be playing one center from here on out. Um, that would mean that DeAndre finds himself on the outside looking in at the rotation, and at least presently, yeah. yeah. And and at least presently, yes, because there is going to be a game where Dwight picks up four fouls in thirty seconds. There is going to be a game where he's just tired because he is at that stage of his career. And eventually, I think DeAndre is going to have another opportunity to kind of prove himself. But if that doesn't go well, I don't know how long he is for this roster. But um, I don't. Again, you don't have to touch that.
1: No, I I think, I think actually, I mean, I think it's the right move. Yeah. Um, I think we are going to see games where I think, I think in the short term, Dwight is going to start at center um, going forward. Mm -hmm. I think there are going to be games. Maybe it's like portion of the season dependent. Maybe it is um, how Dwight and or DJ look dependent. I think there are going to be games where Anthony Davis starts. Starts at center. Yeah. I do think there are going to be games that DeAndre Jordan starts at center again. Um, I think all, th- I think it is more meaningful that only one of them is going to play either Dwight or DJ are going to play. I think that is more meaningful than which one starts. I think that's a bigger deal. Cause I do think like Dwight has, there are times where Dwight looks just washed, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like where physically he's, he's, not there um and so i don't know what we saw from dwight on what day tuesday um is that right tuesday yeah Tuesday. Yeah. what we saw from dwight on tuesday i don't know that we can expect that um regularly because like physically i just don't know that he can and i think they're going to be game and i think Especially part of that the reason either. why he played, maybe like, dwight looked minutes. so good is because he didn't he hadn't been playing mm-hmm. right so he felt fresh so i think there are going to be moments where You know, Dwight is not going to be fresh and maybe Dwight sits a game here and there and DJ will start again. So I think all three of them, I think we will see all three of them start at center in the near term. I think it's going to be Dwight, period, Uh, much like it was DJ for for a lot of the year. But I think there will be games that AD starts. But so I think the most meaningful part. And frankly, I think Frank, frankly, I think Frank. Yeah, I've done now. Here's twice. (laughs) Frankly, I think Frank. It's the right move. Yeah. Um, I think you're not going to just play AD at center for, you know, 36 minutes a night. You're just, you're not, he, he doesn't want to, and you're not. So one of the other guys is going to play, but I think only at least one of these centers is going to play, but I think only playing one of them is the right move. I think Dwight's a better basketball player than DeAndre Jordan. Um, he also fits what Frank wants to do better than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah those are those are correlated but they are also separate um and i think the because coaches like stability coaches like knowing what they have knowing what they're gonna mm-hmm. get etc and so the fact that dwight is used to the system knows this is like dwight knowing what we do we play lakers he plays lakers basketball well he was here a couple of years ago and won a title and played very well in the bubble yeah um So he knows what what, uh, Frank is expecting of him. And there were times with DJ where you don't get that. There are things, some things that DJ does well, but he doesn't know the system like Dwight does. And so in moments where it feels like it's flailing around and it's not cohesive and it's not expected, you don't know what you're going to get, that drives coaches nuts. Mm-hmm. So I understand it. And I, I think it's the right move. I think more meaningful than Dwight is going to start now. I think more meaningful than that is only one of them is going to play.
0: But especially also with LeBron's minutes at center being as productive as they've been.
1: Oh uh, yeah. That's a, that's a you good know. point. Also. Uh, the,
0: the other thing too, you know, and you don't have to answer this. Cause again, I don't want to keep getting you in trouble here, but like, I just can't see Deandre finishing the season on the Lakers. I just can't see it. If, 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 literally any big who can walk and chew gum at the same time which i'm not positive deandre can do on a basketball court
1: there should be like an anthony irwin like award who like it's going to be who is the (laughs) anthony thinks this dude is washed center that just is the object of your ire there's got to be like we need some kind of trophy it's like from from andre from andre the andre
0: memorial
1: there's gotta be something like, who is the center going to be the center next year that you just can't stand. And you think he's the worst dude in the NBA and 60% of your Twitter is, <laughs> is, is spent on it's whoever is starting uh, next to Anthony Davis. Like, they,
0: they, like it's pretty, I, I'm pretty consistent here. Unless it's, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't hate Mark starting cause they played well, but, but like, um, yeah, mm. Some of the time, yeah. I mean, well, not later in the season for sure. Later in, <laughs> like, post-COVID, the Mark was a bad basketball player. Some he of, was, some he of was time. as washed as DeAndre Jordan is currently. Um, but,
1: but here I will say this: I look if if it just it looks like uh, DeAndre is just not going to play at all, um, and it's just Dwight. I don't know that that's the case, but if that is the case, and you say that DeAndre doesn't finish the year um, with the team. I don't think the Lakers are just going to ride out the season with Dwight as the only center on the roster. So it's going to be like, it's going to be somebody else. Right.
0: Yeah. No, no, if it's not, if it's not DJ, it's going to be. Yeah. That's what, that's what I mean is that as soon as a center comes available who does more of the things more consistently that Frank Vogel seems to value, there was the report earlier that the Lakers were hoping uh, that Sacramento wouldn't bring back Damian Jones. That was like if you. are uh, you maybe. Were it hosted. felt it felt targeted. You know, I, I felt it felt like <laughs> it felt like an IG ad. That, when it when said it, said it that, felt like you a Facebook fun. ad. I say all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs>
1: been, the Siri's been listening to you and. Give,
0: ah, God damn it! Stop listening, uh, Alexa. <laughs> so, uh, uh, <laughs> but
1: but so this I can't talk about because he's he's on yeah our team. But but
0: just um, a player. you like, like, a what, center I, who comes available.
1: You, uh, yeah, yeah, you, you, I will say this, I, that, that was a targeted ad for you because <laughs> I think when you saying DeAndre is the worst player in the NBA, you may think Damian Jones is the best player in the NBA. He's up
0: there, you know, I like top 25, <laughs> I'd say,
1: you know, he's the one who kept, kept, kept Dwight out of the, out of your top 75 all time. Exactly.
0: He should have been up there ahead of AD, in my opinion, he actually plays a position he should. Moving on um, from disappointing Clippers currently on the Lakers to disappointing Clippers in general and the Lakers, um, <laughs> not, not you're so you are so good at this you should do this professionally and then, and uh, and the
1: Clippers if drinking team, and just like if sitting around and drinking doesn't work out for you as a as a career path you should
0: you should host a podcast I'm, I'm you know I'm trying to I'm trying to pair the two one day I might okay. be able to. Um, the, that was so good. <laughs> so the the Lakers and Clippers were supposed to play on ESPN uh, tonight, and instead, uh, ESPN viewers are going to be getting Warriors Suns, which again is the objectively true basketball choice. Like those are the two best teams I think right now in the NBA, the Warriors and the Suns. That's and, I think that's pretty. Yeah, clear, yes. and so you know I'm not I'm not complaining at all about the fact that I will have that on one TV and uh lakers clippers on another tv who who gets who gets
1: the main stage what did i make it sound like why did i make it sound like this was a strip club
0: (laughs) Dude, (laughs) please welcome to the main stage were you you watching warrior sons like that was that was basketball stripperdom like that was i did that was really really good yeah i did
1: i did i did i i I did the the two tv setup yeah
0: so which Uh, was on your main stage
1: Tennessee
0: is delicious. <laughs> See, I'll just come out and say it. I'm not on the. I'm not on the clock tonight. So I am gonna, I'm gonna have, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna have uh, Lakers Clippers on the 65, and I'll have Warrior Suns on the on the I think it's like 86 or something like that, 86 or 90 or whatever. Do you have an 86 inch TV? Yeah, it's the main one. We have a giant wall in our living room, so we had to fill up the space. Yes, yeah. I, apparently, <laughs> uh, well, tonight I will not get to make that decision
1: because I will be attending one of those games, so I will not get to make. I will not be faced with with that decision. But I mean. The, the the Warriors and and Suns on Tuesday night was the game of the it year. It was incredible. Um, and, and I mean, I mean, like the hype going leading up to yeah. it was the game, and then the it year. paid off. Um, I I thought, yeah, it was it was it was really good. And to be fair, I think before that, the game of the year was Warriors at uh, at Nets mm-hmm. was the game of the year where the Warriors destroyed the Nets um, and Bulls.
0: Like Warriors Bulls was a good one.
1: Warriors Bulls was yeah yeah that that one the Warriors the Warriors smacked the Bulls yep. too. Um. Yeah, so I, uh, I did, I, uh, yeah, I actually, I went out, I left the house because I wanted to uh, be able to, to really watch both. And to be fair, for Lakers games, um, I have a habit of rewatching them. I I record all the Lakers games because when I go to Lakers games, let's say I'm collecting more of the environment, Mm. uh, (laughs) experiencing (laughs) the environment more than the basketball specifically. so Speaking I rewatch Laker's game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Two things. Um, you're not wrong. Uh, and mom, hello. And you're listening to this. My mom is driving down to come hang out and stay with me right now. So she's going to listen to this when I'm it comes sorry. out in a couple hours. So, um, you know what, my mom knows me. Yeah. <laughs> this is not gonna be. A, this is not gonna be a great shock. Uh, next time today. I'm in town, I'm Hi, hoping mom, to meet you. your. Like,
0: I hope that the next time I'm in town, it it it's at a time. So where you're hoping we're... to meet strippers, or <laughs> you're hoping to meet my family. <laughs> no, I'm hoping Clippers. to watch for your sons. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'd like to meet your mom. Like, I, I, they, she seems like a. My mom a is in town person.
1: a lot. She is. Uh, she is her her best friend on planet Earth is uh my niece my six-year-old niece? Oh, my mom's yeah. 72 i think and her best literally mm-hmm. she is best friends with a six-year-old so she comes down to hang out with uh with my brother yeah the daughter, relationship my between um, my
0: mom and avery now my mom is five foot nothing so they literally see eye to eye <laughs> 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 but the relationship they are they, peers in that regard they have huh? they have they have a really cool relationship i i would agree
1: so uh yeah so i so i went out to uh so i could like keep an eye on both games um i to to be honest i had the sound on for the for the warriors (laughs) game yeah um but it was the it was the game of the year and because you and i do this show i and because i'm a junkie i like to kind of pay attention to to the league in general Mm -hmm. um so i was i so i i i I was paying attention to the lakers game and then came back and and rewatched it um but i think like it's kind of hard to fault, even with LeBron. It's kind of hard to fault uh, ESPN for for this. Do
0: you think they choice? make that call if they were able to like look into the future and find out that LeBron is actually going to be available?
1: No, I think I think they probably keep
0: that. Uh, see Lakers that Clippers. to me is indicative of kind of what's wrong with ESPN's NBA coverage. I'm just going to say it. Like,
1: okay, wait, well, let's 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 get there. How do you mean? Because
0: well, look. I think the NFL has done a really good job of telling its partners, this is how we are supposed to be advertised. This is how, Mm -hmm. this is how we want our viewers to view us as a league. And it is football first. It is, it is very much like everybody who is, who is talking about football. Uh, now it, it helps because there's such bigger, uh, fan bases and engagement with football is so much higher than it is with the nba so you could take maybe more chances not not online well sure but like where it matters you know with ratings and stuff like that like yes absolutely um it's it's not close and and you see that i think with how the two leagues are talked about on on tv shows where uh the jump was very much a an extension of twitter and um What's the show with Mina and and maybe this is bad that I can't remember the, the name of their show.
1: Oh I think it's NFL live. Yeah maybe? with
0: with yeah. Uh, Ryan Clark and Mina yeah, and yeah, yeah. and like the, the way that they have conversations about, the NFL is so freaking cool to me because they have no problem nerding out. They have no problem Yeah, they're breaking dive, Yeah, they're yes. diving into the sport. As opposed and, to,
1: as opposed to uh, Van Gundy and Mark Jackson who are complaining yeah. about everything and opposed to inside the NBA, which I think is the best show on television, but you're not getting any basketball insight. Right,
0: right. And and I just think, you know, I, I think the NBA um, is is cool with having the it. Like they'd be dumb to tell TNT and Turner, hey, uh, what those guys are doing isn't right, you know, but they don't have to ask for every show or they don't have to hope that every show is the, uh, NBA on TNT and like the, the, the presentation on pre and post game, right. you can have right. a smart show. Like you can have JJ Redick out there calling Stephen A. Smith asinine, uh, for thinking <laughs> that, that, that Phoenix Suns I don't know, I don't title, know if, I don't know if JJ who's been really good. I don't know if JJ going to be around much longer. <laughs> you know what? Somebody should swoop him up, like so, somebody should swoop him up, and and like that guy, that guy. Now we know how ESPN works, and we know how much pull uh, Stephen A. has over ESPN, so that's why JJ yes, probably won't get swooped up. <laughs> that's, but yeah, you said it. But like you know, in just in terms of the way that the game is talked about, give me JJ seven days a week, twice on Sundays for what he brings to the table and talking about the NBA versus like whatever the hell Stephen A is and whatever the hell, like, we don't need multiple Stephen A Smiths shouting at us that the game was better back when David Robinson was shooting fall away. Well, I mean, yeah, because
1: that's, because that's like, that is like empirically and factually inaccurate, (laughs) but I would, a little pushback I will have is that the difference between like, there are, uh, there are brands obviously in, in the NBA, the Lakers are at the top of the list, the Knicks, the Warriors, the Bulls, et cetera. But not like in the NFL. In the NFL, it is the brand the it is the Cowboys, it's the Raiders, it's the Niners, it's the Steelers. In the NBA, and and part of it is because like we could take like take whoever the best players in in the NFL are. Like, are you sure you would recognize Christian McCaffrey? like walking down the street. No, we don't know what he looks like. We know what Aaron Rodgers looks like. We know what Patrick Mahomes looks like. Mm-hmm. And that might be the list. Yeah. Right. In the the NBA is about the stars much more so than it also helps that NBA six eight. So like <laughs> Yeah, right, right, right. But like they're I mean, just like their faces, right? Like the in in the NBA it is like Steph Curry and the Warriors, LeBron James and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Right. Um Kawhi Leonard or PG and the Clippers, um, Trey Young and the Hawks. And so if LeBron was not going to be there, I kind of, I understand the, okay, well, let's get Steph and, and Chris yeah. Paul. And the Warriors are the big story so far. And uh, and the Suns have now won 18 in a row. So like you can, you can market, right? Like if Derek Carr is out, you can market the Raiders in a way that you can't market the Warriors if Steph Curry's not playing or LeBron if the Lakers aren't playing because it is it is very much about those stars and those personalities. My, so I I, I get my, it. my
0: point is more that like why not market the game? Like I I still th- my, like the game takes a significant hit because Steph Curry has a bigger impact on it than you know because it's basketball. There's only five guys out there, right? Right. Um, and so like, it gets tougher when you're talking about injuries to market the game when it is superstars missing, but like, like we, I, I used this example on Twitter the other day in saying that like the league and ESPN and Turner really got behind Lakers Clippers battle for LA, we're going to make yeah. this rivalry mean something but it's not, yeah. it's not going to mean, and and look, I was guilty of it too. I was hoping that we would get to a point where that rivalry would mean something, but it's never going to, because it's still the damn Clippers. Like the Clippers have to win something like it's It's never going to mean anything. And, and they've tried over and over and over again in various iterations of, look, we're going to have them play on Christmas. We're going to make this, yep. th- we're going to make this thing happen. And it's just never going to uh, open, happen. Opening
1: night and Christmas, uh, two years last year and it will it's
0: it's it's not that it's never going to happen it's just never going to happen on espn and tnt's terms it's going to be the kind of thing that the clippers have to move out of staples center they have to go out and win a championship and they have to beat it they have to they have to win a they have to win something so that lakers fans actually care about the clippers right and like Otherwise, well,
1: yeah, I mean, Lakers fans care about the Clippers. It's just like in a way that you care about, like little brother. It's what holding your brother. Yeah, like your arms are longer, so me, you hold your you know? brother's he, head. So you're right. Yeah, and I will say this. Well, well though, like um, really quick, there is a rivalry. The organizationally, there is a rivalry. Oh sure, the Lakers. Sure. the lake organizationally, the Lakers don't love the Clippers, and the Clippers don't. Well, the
0: love the, the Clippers were talking a lot of shit. So like I I Indeed. get it. But 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 I just mean from a from a presentation standpoint, you know. Mm-hmm. I would make the argument that Warrior Suns probably should have been the game that they were going to go to anyway, especially with Kawhi out and given like if you were able to flex off I of mean, the Lakers. If, but We
1: didn't put before the before I, you think so even before the
0: year started. Yeah, we knew they, they, that the Clippers weren't going to have Kawhi. The Clippers weren't going to be very good. That's fair, and 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 so like I I just think and they did they Warriors Warriors
1: Suns they figured was a marquee matchup because that is also the Christmas game yeah they're gonna play three times in you know whatever three right. and a half
0: weeks. all of those games should have been nationally televised every single one of those matchups should have been nationally televised from the get and and I just think for for you know what the what the NBA and its TV partners value they do value stars first and I just think there are enough stars there's enough talent in the NBA now. To where you can try to start to make the shift more to, hey, let's let's try to trade Giannis out of Milwaukee thirty-seven times over the course of the season, instead of instead of that, why not? Hey, Giannis is really freaking good. Let's find a way to market this guy in a way that we have marketed LeBron and we have marketed Steph. Like one of, I mean, that's that's fair. That is very fair. And, and then and then like one of one fair. of the major shifts that we've seen. Uh, in, in, in the way that the NBA has talked about for a long time, shoe companies did all of the work for marketing stars. And a lot of the, the, the TV partners were able to kind of piggyback on that because of all of the work that those shoe companies were doing. And then Nike and Jordan and, and Adidas and now Puma, like they've kind of backed off leaning in. in terms of, yeah, it, they've kind of, uh, what was it? Anties, right? The Chinese shoe. Oh yeah, A- 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 A-
1: yeah, Auntie. yeah. Yeah, I think that's um, right. And yeah. so,
0: but all of these shoe companies have kind of backed off in terms of like the amount of commercials that they give for, for uh, you know their their marquee guys. Like I don't remember the last LeBron Nike basketball shoe commercial.
1: Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, and
0: I don't I don't think the NBA has really adjusted to that new environment where they actually are responsible for marketing these guys. And we kind of see it there with like, I really, I really enjoy the, the NBA town that they put together on those commercials, right? With yeah, the bus. That Like that's a really yeah, cool, that was great, that's yeah. a really cool concept. And so they do a good job with that. The, they,
1: they do a good job with the, uh, with the Christmas, the Christmas, commercial, yeah. you know, the Christmas day commercial, yeah. they do a pretty good job with that. But to be, I, I think part of the thing that's made, you're right. What you're saying is correct. But I think this is kind of a special case because there are really only two people that matter in the NBA as far as uh, engagement ratings. It's LeBron and Steph. Right. LeBron and Steph are like have lapped the field mm-hmm. as far as who drives ratings and engagement. And
0: Alex Caruso. Mm-hmm.
1: And Alex <laughs> Caruso. And Damian Jones. <laughs> Jones. And Damien Jones. And at this point, Austin yeah. Reeves. Um, who, by the way, I was just looking up some lineup data is basically every two man group that is all the, basically all the best two man groups that, um, have played more than like five minutes are basically all Austin Reeves. (laughs) (laughs) They they all include Austin Reeves. A few of them include Dwight. And interestingly enough, none of them include, uh, Deandre Jordan. but, uh, yeah, shocking. (laughs) But, uh, so I think this is kind of a special case because I mean, there is the Warriors are the story of the league so far. Now the Suns who just beat them have won 18 in a row and did go to the finals. And so I think this became a choice of, well, shit, we don't have LeBron, but we can get Steph, Mm -hmm. right? So I don't, even if LeBron is not playing, I don't think this choice is made for Giannis or Jimmy Butler or Luka or Trey or... Uh, Jokic, yeah. or, like, name another star. Mm-hmm. I think this is kind of a unique case because it's Steph. Yeah. I mean, like, like you can go back and look, and I know Lakers fans are, like, upset about this. This came up the other day about how Kobe's last game when the Warriors were going for 73, the Warriors, I think it was Memphis they were playing, um, Warriors-Memphis was on ESPN, and Kobe's last game against Utah was on ESPN, too. Mm-hmm. And I think that rubbed some but that was a, it wasn't even so much a 73. It was a going for 73 thing. It was, that was part of it. But I think the part of it that I think Lakers fans and people that are upset about that decision, see it as going for 73 against like the historic going for 73 against the historic Kobe's last game. That's part of it. But it also speaks to the like drawing power of Steph. Mm -hmm. Steph as like a unique draw, is the part that isn't factored.
0: I also remember, however, how many more eyes were on ESPN2 than ESPN by the end of that game. (laughs) So, you know.
1: Yeah, because Kobe was, not only was it a historic thing his last game, but he was also in the moment having a historic game. Can you tell me what's the difference between historic and historical? I don't know the answer to that.
0: Uh, I think historic is more of like an in the moment thing and historical is something you look back on okay so he was having a historic
1: game in a historical moment it was a historical moment and a historic moment and then the game it was a historic it was in the moment it was a
0: historical player having a historic moment or in historic moment something like that i like it
1: but it's the 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 part of it is like this league is about as far at least as far as generating eyeballs generating tweets is really about LeBron and Steph, full stop. Yeah.
0: Well, and, and my and my argument is that one day those guys aren't going to be playing, for one thing, you know? And and why not start training your audience for that day? And also, just in general, there's there's a ton of really, really, really good and really interesting players out there that I don't think enough of the casual NBA audience knows about. And deciding these games, you know, based off of, you know, the, 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 the rating, the easy rating to go and get rather than building a more sustainable model moving forward, just seems like a cheap way out business-wise. Sure. But I think that's, that's more of
1: an NBA league office conversation than an ESPN. Well, slash that's, that's what I mean though. Is it like ESPN
0: yeah. should talk to ESPN or uh, NB the NBA should talk to their TV partners and be like, Hey, what are we building here? Like,
1: and ESPN is going to tell you, we'll figure that out when we get there right now I need Steph Curry on my television yeah, because we, LeBron's not going to be there.
0: Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, that's going to do it. We had and
1: LeBron is in fact going to be And, and now time. he
0: is. And, yeah. uh, he's going to be on the, on the 65 and, and I got <laughs> to figure out, what <laughs> not the, the 86. I, figure huh? out. I think it's an 86. Was it Samsung? Yeah. 86. It was the biggest yeah, one. They were the, the made,
1: they, were only, they were the only ones who made, they were the only ones who made, that size. Yeah. yeah.
0: I was debating between that and like a 70 something, but, um, the, 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 the OLED, the, the, the 70 something OLED. And then the thing is if I'm convincing Jen to get a new TV anyway, going from 65 to 72, isn't like big enough to tell like to make her say like, oh yeah, that makes total sense to go out and spend three K on, on a TV. Yeah. You got to really do it. Something noticeable. Yeah. Like if exactly, exactly. Anyway, that's going to do it here for this episode of The Hook and this week's episodes of the Silver Screen Roll podcast feed. I'm going to try to recover and have a more consistent week for you guys next week. I apologize uh, for uh, being in and out of the rotation this week. I am feeling better and I haven't vomited because of this maker's mark, which tells me I'm good to go for Jen's birthday weekend this next weekend and next weekend. So. Seems like it to me. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but that seems like a clinical diagnosis. Yeah. Like it, you know, I don't I don't I don't think I need another swab. I think I'm good. And uh, I'm just going to act as if nothing ever happened and we'll see how this thing goes. Um, until next week. That was Aaron Arsoul. I'm Anthony Irwin from this was